the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Healthcare premiums through the roof. So much to think about when it comes to healthcare. Who do you talk to? Where do you go next? Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now with host Mark Chea, Larry Jones, and from Orlando Medical News, John Kelly. And now let's head into the Healthcare Now studios. Good afternoon and welcome to Healthcare Now. We're here to discuss healthcare issues that affect you as well as build the education of our listeners on how healthcare consumers can do a better job taking care of themselves. I'm here. This is uh, Dr. Mark. And I'm here with Larry and John. Good afternoon, and Dr. Mark. It's July the 3rd. I guess we got a uh, big, big holiday tomorrow. Yep. And Monday, from what I'm, gonna, what I'm discussing. So, <laughs> so uh, happy birthday uh, to the United States. That's and right. and uh, don't get sunburned tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, this is a, it's a fun holiday because everybody, remember we talk about holidays and what they actually mean. Everybody knows that that this is a holiday that uh, we know what it is, right? Yeah, so, right. so we don't have to educate yes. the public. Just say uh, and, happy and Fourth you know, of July. And since we are a healthcare show, talking about not getting burned on oh my July gosh, the Fourth, yes. yes. we're actually going to have a dermatologist on the show in a couple of weeks, Doctor Mark. Fantastic! They can yeah. talk about the yeah. uh, burn injuries from the firecrackers and <laughs> exactly. whatnot. No, that is that's a that really is though. That is a ridiculously serious problem. You talk to the ER docs, yep. and they're they're just ready. And they, yep. they have the most horrid stories about things. So be careful out there. Make sure kids are being supervised. Have a great time, but uh, be safe around explosives. You don't think you'd have to say that, but you do. Right. right? right. Well, let's let's kind of jump into today's uh, chat, um, kind of an update on uh, COVID-19 and yep. the vaccines. Okay. Um, you know, we've got a couple of new things that have happened in the last 10 days or so, and uh, some things of interest, Larry. Yep. Uh, well, on Monday, uh, June 14th, a Maryland biotech company called Novavax mm-hmm. announced that they have a COVID vaccine that uh, in their efficacy rate has generated a 90% response. And uh, they're indicating that this is a protein-based vaccine right? Uh, that kind of replicates the coronavirus to, to deal with the immune system. And they're expected to apply for FDA approval in sometime in July. But I'm just wondering, Dr. Mark, will they really bring this into the United States? Is this more of a global vaccine? So nobody knows yet. The thought is that it'll probably be more represent the global vaccine. Yep. I think in the U.S. Uh, that, that we're sort of settling in on on two vaccines, more or less. Right. Uh, we're shipping out millions and millions of doses of all, all the different vaccines. But this vaccine is, uh, unlike uh, Pfizer's vaccine, it's easier to store. So right. it's something that they, that it's can like ship out. It's 40 degrees. You can right. keep it at 40, almost yeah, 48, refrigerated yeah, right. temperature. And then, you you know, it is a two-dose. Yep. Um, and yep. so there's going to have a, a good number of similarities. But I think with the U.S. population... You know, now we've got, you know, nearly half of the U.S. Has, have received a right. couple of vaccines. Right. Uh, a couple of shots, I should Over say. Over 150 million. Yep. Or People completely have vaccinated. completely vaccinated. Yeah. And so, you know, when we look at that as a percentage of those that are eligible, I mean, we're we're not going to get that, the, the White House goal of 70%, but we're going to do yeah. pretty, pretty well. Right. Uh, and to try to mix that up, we don't have a vaccine shortage. 
No, not no. at all. We don't have a toilet paper shortage. In fact, we're turning vaccines <laughs> yeah, away right, globally you know? to other countries. Right. right. So, so yeah. when 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 you know supply and demand, the world has a need. So I think mm-hmm. you know we now have a way to get the current vaccines that we're getting. There's a pipeline set up, so it makes sense that we'll continue down that road. Yeah, but you know, Doctor Mark, all the press has to say is we're going to have a toilet paper shortage, and there'll be a run. I'm telling you, and there no, will be a shortage. Have, have you guys gone? <laughs> you go into uh, Walgreens, Home Depot, Lowe's, and they have stacks and stacks of masks. You know, yep. a box for a dollar, so, and and there were times we couldn't find masks and right. gloves, and right. it wasn't because the world supply was down. It was because the people were no people were great, yeah. and, and people yeah. were hoarding them. Right. So you're right. That, this is very important. Media I think. frenzy. Yep. And I, yep. and I think it's the same same way. I mean, we felt the same way with the vaccine. And right. initially, I think a lot of people went and got that vaccine as quick as they could because they're like, oh, my gosh, they have doses. Let's get it before yep. they run out. Right. But, so, you know, Dr. Mark, on a more serious uh, uh, thought train here, mm-hmm. you know, we've had over 600,000 people in America die of covid and worldwide, almost 4 million right, people. Right, absolutely. But now, for the first time, the COVID death rate in the, the U.S. United, in the has US. dropped below 300 right. a day. Since since over a year ago, I, I think it was it was in March uh, of last year, yep. Uh, yep. we broke the 3,000 a day mark. Exactly, 3,400, 3, I believe it was. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. it has it stayed high. So that is, that's, that's a very... You know, because we talked about the positivity rate was dropping in in almost every state in the country, yep. uh, even uh, a month ago. Uh, but but the death rate was not mm-hmm. slowing down as rapidly, and so now it, it kind of it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, how how the process works. So that is that's a really positive thing. But and, you know, we do the disease of the month, and I just want to kind of mention, uh, I mean, the disease of the week, and we're going to do one this week if we can get to it. But you know, coronavirus was the third leading cause of death in the U.S. last year. Right. Yeah. Behind heart disease and cancer. Yep. No, that was so it still wasn't even the number one disease, and yet we lost six hundred thousand people. No, right, and it was it wasn't, and and we lost. You know, some of those people were at risk. Some of the people in those same groups, and many were not. Right. Many were. And the CDC now says that based on their data, that more Americans are dying every day from accidents, chronic lower respiratory disease, strokes, and Alzheimer's. Than even COVID. Yep. Well, it seems you know seems like the numbers are curving back around. Yep. And you know I think there's there's so much that we're going to learn. I think every every new show has you know four new topics and four new discoveries. Um, there was an interesting uh, discussion about uh, in 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 the UK they do a really great job of following large groups of folks. Socialized mm-hmm. medicine helps with that, right, right? So so they've got sort of like our Framingham study from years back, right? Uh, when when they followed a, a an entire community over a long period of time and sort of looked at incidents of things that happen slowly, like like Alzheimer's, like right, heart disease, right. and came up with some some thoughts. Mm-hmm. So. So in the UK, they actually have a pretty good number of patients who received brain MRIs prior mm-hmm. to COVID for whatever reason. Right. And then they've done brain MRIs after. And so when they looked at those patients who did have COVID, or I'm sorry, had mm-hmm. the virus that caused COVID-19. Right, right. They noted some actual anatomic changes in the brain. And I don't want to get it exact. I'm going to get it a little <laughs> piece of it, but they saw some atrophy in areas uh, and they were in the areas that control uh, smell and taste and yes. and memory. Yes. I think those were the areas. I've heard a lot of people say they've lost their their smell. Right. Well, consistent. we know, yeah, yeah, yeah we, we know Very that that's consistent. a that's yeah. a that's a really yeah. interesting piece. And and uh, you know, there's also 
the folks that have had that what do they call it the the long run of uh, long haulers, long haulers, long haulers, uh, long haulers yeah. that have the continued lung issues. So that's the yeah. next pieces they, they're going to look well, at. Well, it was a scans. respiratory virus, right? So, so, so it's yeah. so so it definitely affects different people in different ways, right. um, which is true of all viruses. Sure, sure. Uh, but it's definitely you know something that we're going to we're going to yeah. hear more news about this over the next decade than than we we're going to be able to. Well, handle. hopefully one day we'll be able to start this show and say the pandemic is over, Doctor Mark. Well, I think we will, and I think it's going to be different, though. I think because um, we even our topics have changed, and, and have. I think yep. and the news topics have changed. Mm-hmm. So things are absolutely getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, it's still a uh, heavily politicized debate on every decision that we make about masks and vaccines. Right. But I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's it's amazing. There, there, the two groups that represent the largest number of folks that just aren't going to get the vaccine right. are African-American males yes. and older Caucasian men. Yes. So yes. interesting, you know, in this in this world of, of people not getting along, the mm-hmm. groups that are probably arguably farthest yep. apart agree on something that yep. could really poorly affect their health, yep. you know? So that's, my, that's uh, kind of frightening, really. Yeah, my uh, daughter got her second shot yesterday, and right. my granddaughter, who's 15, got her first shot. Yep. And I'm happy to say there were basically no side effects. Yeah, the teenagers have yeah. gone at this pretty quickly and yeah. easily. She um, had no yeah. no issue at all. Yeah, excellent. excellent. And, and, you know, the other thing I wanted to mention, on several shows ago, uh, we were talking about vaccine, and this is back when, you know, it was pretty rampant. And you had made a statement, Dr. Mark, that we have to take the initiative to help the world be vaccinated. And right. it was just announced that not only... Are we going to distribute 80 million doses overseas? It was announced back in May, but the Biden administration just indicated that over the next year, the U.S. is going to buy another 500 million Pfizer vaccines and donate globally. Right, right. And and that, you know, adding to that, this mm-hmm. Novavax that we talked about a few minutes ago, they're going to put, was it $1.1 billion dollars? Towards yes. exactly that, which That's also exactly leads right. to the thought that it's going to be more of an international thing. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's no question that that the fact that our borders uh, you know, are going to be an issue with uh, you know, with travelers right. as always, and, right. and we have to we have to address that on the large on large core. Exactly. You know, I wanted to jump back mm-hmm. to topic just in the last minute or so here. Um, we were talking about that new Alzheimer's drug. Yes, uh, the Adahelm. Yep. And and we, um, as most of our listeners know, we we taped the show, and there was actually a week delay for that show. But we made a statement regarding that Alzheimer's drugs approval, mm-hmm. um, not discounting the fact that that it sounds like it could work, it sounds right. like it's a great idea, right. and and I think you know it'd be amazing to have this available. But well, then I think when the research the, shows that it yeah, is an an excellent breakthrough in the care of Alzheimer's. Right, and then. The problem was so that that gets approved by the FDA, right? But the FDA is not talking to CMS. That's right. And the group that's going to be most heavily hit with this are the Medicare folks, right? And this drug costs about fifty six thousand dollars per year per almost patient, five thousand dollars a month. Yeah. And in addition to yeah. that, the workup to get it done is something that's not really even readily available to most that's Medicaid right. Medicare right. patients because right. you need to get a PET scan to yeah. qualify to get it. Yeah. So we're looking at at Probably eighty thousand dollars per patient exactly. when you look at the rest of the workup. Right, and so we were thinking, we were, we were I think we were well, appalled. We were well, like, 
Well, and then just... Well, you know, originally, and, and you hit the nail on the head, Dr. Mark, originally the Alzheimer's Association thought this was the greatest thing in, since sliced bread. Right. Until they saw it was $56,000 right. a year. Right. So they, they've come out with and the comment. And they've kicked back. And, yeah. and uh, the, the uh, CMS director, Becerra, mm-hmm. he came out, actually a very well-spoken comment yeah. as well. So, so we, but we said, we said it first, we talked about these two areas of government, the FBA and CMS, yep. were not communicating. Right. Well, they've, you know, the FDA and CMS have taken quite a hit on this yep. over this pricing thing. And that's not over. Because it's access. It's yep. all about access. Absolutely. What good's a drug if you can't buy it? Right. Well, really good information, guys, but we need to go to break. And I need to remind our audience, this show is not live. So Dr. Mark and Larry... Attempt to answer audience questions during the following week's show. Please call 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. COVID-19 impacting your practice? Patients' visits down, elective procedures pushed out. rx to live provides a turnkey solution. Chronic care management, remote patient monitoring, medication management, behavioral health screenings. Interested? rx Better yet, call John Fogarty, 609-605-6859. 609-605-6859. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing, pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors, brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. We have a guest with us today, Masood Vadapur, who is the principal at Cyrus Diagnostic Imaging in Lake Mary, Florida. Welcome to Healthcare Now this afternoon, Masood. Oh, thank you uh, for having me in your show. Well, we are delighted to have you on the show this afternoon. Tell us a little bit You're about welcome. Cyrus Diagnostic Imaging and what services you provide to the community. Yes, uh, we are an outpatient radiology center that we are located in Lake Mary, north of Orlando area. And uh, we've been in this area for the last 25 years, providing services, including from MRI, high-field MRI, to CT, to nuclear medicine, uh, PET CT, uh, 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 digital mammography, bone density, and x-ray. And, um, and, 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 and basically, that's what we've been doing all this time. Fantastic. I tell you, Masood, uh, this is Dr. Mark. Uh, we talk yes, hi, about hi, we talk about outpatient radiology on nearly every show because the show, one of our big focuses is sort of 
following the money. You know, we're spending $4 trillion on healthcare a year, and, and that number yeah. needs to be slowed down. So outpatient industry, I mean, there's significant cost savings versus the hospital. And we talk about it all the time, but you're the expert. I wanted to give you the, the soapbox you can talk about cost efficiency. No, definitely. You know, as, a, as, a, as you know, since the, you know, the Obamacare implemented it, a lot of things changed. And um, a lot of services has, um, has went toward the hospitals because of the way the contractual agreements are. And that put, us, put the, a lot of outpatient centers in a limited type of services. But what if you have, a, for example, had been an MRI done, uh, the hospital is going to be far more expensive, probably by 30, probably be a, a 50% increase on the cost than uh, you going at the outpatient facility in any area. So definitely that could help the patient for their, uh, their high deductibles, their co-payments. It could be beneficial for them to have a service down as the outpatient services. I mean, I think you're being a little modest there because we've priced out at uh, centers like yours and compared them to the hospitals. It can be four to five times as much for CTs and MRIs. You might, you, just the copay alone, yeah, Dr. Martin. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. I'm sorry, yeah, you're probably most likely right because because I was just trying to just give a comparison. No, no, that's, that's fair. No, we're, we're, here to, we're here to keep it real for sure, and right. I, I appreciate sure. your modesty no, there, but, but it's truly, truly so important now, again, for our listeners, how, are there any differences? You know, when we go into the hospital, we get checked in, we get our x-ray done, and then a board-certified radiologist reads it and sends a, a, a results. Is, any differences when you go to an outpatient center? No, no. Practically, we have to follow the same rules and law. I mean, one of, for example, the ACO law that it requires us to do exactly the same thing, the ACR, the American College Radiology, that we have to follow the same protocol. They practically we're providing the same type of machine, even sometimes better than machines than the hospitals, and 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 the same technologies with a license and and qualification. So we don't see even the you know if you look at it, the insurance companies they don't see a difference. And in fact, we could provide a better service in some area and faster than a hospital do. Yeah, Masood, you know we we talk about education, and this show is all about educating healthcare consumers. But it's not just about the consumer that we're talking about. It's also the physician referral. So my right. question to you is, how do you market your center, and how receptive are the physicians you look to for referrals? Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, the, the referrals, just like um, every day we have to go, you know, go to their offices and introduce ourselves. Like every day we have to do that because of the personnel in the referral department and even the doctors to explain to them what type of tests we do how beneficial it is to their patient, how fast we can do it, and, and that could help enormously. Also, the contractual agreements that we have with the insurance company also makes us for to tell them that, hey, we are provided for this insurance or that insurance. You could, pro- you could send us a patient. It's, been, it's also cheaper for the patient to have a test on for that, for that reason. So we, we have to do the same like everybody else, marketing, and uh, introduce ourselves and get to know the doctors and, get to, you know, and, and, and trying to understand their needs. Every day, you know, it's interesting. We one of the other things we discuss is the, the insurance companies are going to pay you a different amount than they're going to pay the hospital. They're going to pay the hospital right. more, and the hospital is going to say, "Well, you know, we have greater overhead," and they do. Uh, you know, we have more people involved, and they do. But these are all these things that you do incredibly efficiently. And I think just in the last few years, the insurance payers are recognizing that they can save money in addition to their sure. clients. Without a doubt. Yeah, and like yep. United Healthcare is coming up and saying, well, listen, we're, 
if you can do this in an outpatient center, you know, they're going to they're going to be refusing payments or certainly, you know, if anything has to be approved ahead of time to direct things towards that outpatient sure. setting. And I just want again, wanted to give you a chance to talk a little bit more about that. Well, you know, interesting, you know, question that you have for me. You know, we just uh, because of the 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 Supreme Court just passed the Obamacare for good now. Right. So definitely the ACO going to be a big factor. So so the main reason is I mean, we just got a lot of um, email from different insurance companies like for example United Healthcare that they're going to direct their patients to go yeah. practically by 55 to 60% of their referrals to the outpatient facilities other than a hospital because they know how cost-effective it is for them and also for patients. And, and righteously so, because we could, we could definitely cut the cost as the outpatient facilities than, than some of those hospitals out there that they're providing service. Do you worry about them following up with, because this happens so much in the insurance world, they see how much money they're saving and they come to you and say, listen, we brought you all this business, we're going to cut your your rates a little lower so your margins go down. I mean, what's the well, unfortunately, industry? Yeah, unfortunately, they've done that. You know, if you no, look at the, the yeah. history of the last 10 years, they come yeah. here and negotiate rates with us and, and average, you know, um, um, by 30% of Medicare fees, and, and they, they sign a contract. And, and sometimes we have no choice because we have to do it because otherwise we're going to be out of business. Yeah, you know, uh, Masood, uh, Dr. Mark brings up a very good uh, issue. Just recently, CMS announced that they are cutting MRI and CT reimbursement rates to independent imaging centers effective in September. They give a number, they're just saying... It's it's a significant decrease. Wow. Am I correct on yeah. that, Masood? Well, I know that they, every year they're cutting some percentage back, yeah. but I'm not sure exactly what's going to happen next year. And probably because of the, the 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 new law with the health insurance policies out there, they might do that. But the the one mm-hmm. I know that is going to be a problem in the future for us that they won't have authorization for Medicare patients from now on. Right. And they cannot delay it a couple times so far. But I think this year coming to 2022, they're going to try to implement that law, which is that's going to be an enormous yep. job and difficulty to get authorization as it is with the outpatient you know and you know, those right. uh, private insurance companies as difficult as it is can you imagine if we want to do it with the, with yeah. the Medicare patients and and as you well know and just again for the listeners an authorization doesn't mean a guarantee of payment no no that's another problem good point on the back of the whole argument we have to yeah. fight every day yeah now that that gets kind of crazy and I think you know you mentioned the Supreme Court's ruling or, or lack of cha- change of ruling and they were sort of looking at whether or not the the current setup was unconstitutional. So it was an easy play for for the Supreme Court to say, "Well, now this is still good." I still think we're going to see a lot of changes, you know, just just in yeah. the way it's handled. And yeah, I hope the CMS recognizes it, it, Doctor Mark. Yeah, they kicked yeah, it up, they kicked the can exactly. down the road. That's what they did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I think yeah. that was that's that's always an interesting Masood, conversation. Let me, uh, this is something I think that our listeners and patients deal with. You know, when you're dealing with particularly a hospital-owned physician, they're going to want to refer all imaging to a hot, to the hospital that they're part of. And yet yeah. many times our listeners and our patients and consumers get caught up in the middle of this, and they don't understand that when they go there, their copay is going to be four or five times more. What message would you have to people in regards to trying to deal with this uh, versus going to an independent center when your doctor's referring you to a hospital-owned center. Right. 
Well, I mean, my message to the, everybody, I even talk to the patients coming here, I all the time tell the patient, you have a right to go wherever you want to go. They cannot hold you back just because you go to their office and they're owned by the hospitals that you have to go to the hospital. You could go and check around with your deductible co-payments to see which one is more cost-effective, and you could decide which route is better for you. So all the time, is the education is the best way for to tell the patient you have a choice. Don't yeah, just listen, just one thing and do it. Now, that's probably the most important thing that we've said today is that the patients need to realize that they do have a choice. Yes. You know, they can lean back yes. and, and they can they can get that calculation quite quickly. I'd add to that that from an easy access, I know that when they complete the study, that you guys make their study available to them, that they can take a, a disc and, you know, that... That kind of takes out, I, I know a lot of the employed, employed guys are going to say, well, you know, if you do it here, then I can just sit down on the computer. And it is, it's really convenient. But when I see patients that have gone to your center, you know, when they walk in with that disc, that's that's just, it's money. I mean, I've it's actually so, so encountered helpful. that same thing, Dr. Mark, dealing with a physician that just wanted to refer to the hospital because it immediately shows up on his screen. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. Can I say something add to it? You bet. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, um, I know, like, for example, the cash patient, the people that have no insurance. Definitely, they need to shop around when they want to go for a test done, just like everything else. They have that right, they have that ability, and they have options to go and look at the prices. And, and they can see a big difference between a hospital and as an outpatient facility. And in fact, they did a, a research not too long ago that the price of an ultrasound, abdominal ultrasound, in the Florida is 300% more than in New Jersey. Wow. And they're trying to find out how Jeez. in the world the hospital in, in Florida can charge that much compared to a New Jersey hospital in that area. In fact, that was a new article I read yesterday. Wow. I hope to follow that yeah. up. Well, Masood, yeah. thank you for joining us today. Uh, how can our audience reach you if they'd like to schedule with Cirrus uh, Diagnostic? Oh, they, could, uh, they can call our uh, phone numbers. Uh, our, our office phone number is 407 321 Three zero one two and talk to the referral coordinators and they can schedule them based on their insurances or we can help them out with the authorizations and every other needs that they have. Again, that's 407-321-3012 and his website is cirrusdiagnostic.com that's C-Y-R-U-S diagnostic.com Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much, Masood. It's great to talk to you. Great having you on the show today. You're welcome. Busy You're Saturday afternoons? Never miss healthcare now. You can listen anytime on Podbeam, Apple Pods, TheAnswerOrlando.com, or OrlandoMedicalNews.com. And remember, like us. We'll be right back with uh, Mount Dora's Best Kept Secret. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar, you know. I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cv. Life can be challenging, even before COVID. Everyone experiences worry, anxiety, or even depression occasionally. So if you're feeling overwhelmed by stress, isolated due to COVID, 
are a caregiver to aging parents, or are dealing with any major life transition, Counseling Resource Services can help. We provide in-home and telehealth counseling covered by Medicare. Contact us at 407-654-4433 or visit us on the web at counselingresourceservices.com. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. Let's talk about healthcare issues, surprise billing, navigating a confusing market, healthcare now. The truth about U.S. healthcare, Saturday afternoons 1 to 2 p.m., AM 950, FM 94.9. Well, we've got your answer to navigating the healthcare world. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. At the end of the last segment, I shared with our audience that New Life Rehab was Mount Dora's best kept secret. Welcome, Tara Welch. She is the president of New Life Rehab. Please tell our audience what New Life Rehab is, and why it's so special. Well, first, thank you guys for having me on today. Um, New Life Rehab primarily focuses in taking care of patients ages 15 and up um, with brain and spinal cord injuries. We also have a supported living uh, unit that that assists with complex orthopedic injuries as well. Um, But to say why we're so special, I, I think I would have a hard time narrowing that down. Uh, you can take a shot, and and, <laughs> and I mean the the whole idea here is we want to uh, we want to really educate the folks out there that that don't know that much about this topic, and right. you know, and sometimes you don't know you need it till after someone tells you you do. No, absolutely. So again, I, I mentioned that we were we 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 handle patients that have catastrophic injuries. And, and most of our patients never knew when they left that, their house that morning that they would need to have our services. Um, right. we, we focus primarily on brain and spinal cord, but we do take all types of neurological disorders. Um, and with us taking those, I think that every person that is able to make it to a post-acute setting to recover to their highest level of independence um, have really taken an, a step towards their new life. Typically, our patients come to us from a uh, acute rehab program or from a directly from a trauma center. Right. So before you were around and, and folks in other cities that have, have similar products, what happened to these patients? You know, um, it's sad because this still happens is that a lot of times these patients, even at young ages, in their early 20s and 15 and up, um, they end up going to nursing homes. And they have to go to nursing homes because there are not a lot of programs out there that specialize in the needs of people that have had these types of injuries. Yeah, you know, Tara, this is Larry. Uh, I know that uh, when I think about uh, 
a brain rehab, I think, about the Shepherd Center in Atlanta. And uh, I'm wondering, aside from your your rehab center in Mount Dora, uh, how how big a coverage area do you represent that where you actually get patients from the Central Florida market? Can you talk about that a little bit? Sure. Um, we are uh, different than Shepherds, and mm-hmm. that Shepherds is an actual hospital. Okay. Uh, whereas we are a post-acute transitional living facility for people with brain and spinal cord. And the state of Florida has given us this license to more or less specialize in this area for recovery. Um, as far as reach, we take people from across the country. We've had okay. people here from all over um, the, the, the globe. Mm-hmm. So we take people that um, a lot of times it's their last chance before they go into another level of care. And sometimes their cases aren't as bleak and they need to learn to drive their new wheelchair. But sometimes, um, you know, we are able to push people to do the impossible and, and they were told that they wouldn't be able to, and they end up actually walking out of our building, which is amazing. That is Um, amazing. Tell me, and and I don't know if these are stats that you can, just kind of roll off, and I, I apologize if I stump you here, but what's the average length of stay? I know there's a huge variation, but what's, what's sort of the average length of stay for one of your clients? So, um, you know, average length of stay is is typically, because there's not a crystal ball and no one knows how long it's going to take for these patients to recover and how much therapy they're going to need, um, it's it's really up to the payer sources, and in the state of Florida, we do have a challenge with payer sources that recognize that people that have had brain and spinal cord injuries need additional services and additional care other than outpatient rehab. Um, so with that, we've got people that are here sometimes 30 days, and sometimes we have people that are, that are here six yeah. months, and sometimes there's people that are in our supported living. Right. I would say that the best way to learn more about our length of stays is to go out to our Instagram page, and that's New Life Rehab, um, and look us up, and, and you'll be able to see some of our success stories. No, that, that'd, be a, that'd be a great way to look. Thank, thanks for that tip. Yeah. Terry, you mentioned that many of your patients come from a trauma center uh, after probably an auto accident or maybe even a stroke or something like that. How do you deal with the family uh, when this is such a sudden, like you said, they get up that morning, life is normal, and all of a sudden, life is completely different. What what kind of programs do you have, not only for your patients, but for their families? Can you talk about that a little bit? I can, and and as we all know, this year with COVID, it's really been a challenge to incorporate visitors and families into our program. Um, we have equipped all of our rooms here with uh, Facebook portals. So that even for patients that are are currently nonverbal, they're still able to see their families. And at admissions, we go ahead and, and set that up with the families and set up Zoom accounts with them so that they're able to participate in therapies. They're able to see their loved one. Um, we even set up a... Uh, other devices that will allow them to drop into the room so that the patient doesn't have to assist them. And we really encourage um, our families to participate in all levels of therapy because at the at the end of their stay here, they're going to need to be able to care for their loved ones at home. So we also provide them with videos on how to transfer their loved one 
um, how to do shower care, how to how to feed their loved ones so that everyone is getting the training and the, the support that they need to move forward. So I, I'm sure with COVID, that really put a, a, a challenge to you because I know you, you probably had families that were physically there and you could train them as, until they didn't need further training. I mean, there, there are a number of things I can imagine that, that COVID brought that were kind of scary. Did, yeah. did you guys have similar issues to some of the senior living and nursing homes as far as COVID cases? And, and how, how did that affect you guys? Well, with our licensure, we had to adhere to the, um, to the, to the ACA statute right. that told us to close visitation. And I can tell you that that was extremely tough on our families. We had a lot of families that before COVID would allow families to room in with their patients so that they were immersed into the, the entire rehab process. Mm-hmm. And um, it was very difficult to, to close our facility, but we had to do that. And in fact, still today, we're partially closed. Okay. As, far as, as far as cases, we got very lucky um, our employees were very diligent. Uh, our protocols were very strict and still remain to be very strict um, in order to keep COVID out of our building. And I think that I can say with, with certainty that the majority of the facilities across our state, regardless of their licensure, are all still fighting this battle of COVID. And it, and it hasn't gone away for a lot of us. Yeah. Tara, uh I'd be interested in how large your facility is, how many beds you have. And also, uh, we're running down a little on time, but walk us through uh, a a critical patient rehab program. Could you kind of do that? Because we really haven't talked about that much. So as I mentioned, we take care of of all levels as long as they they have a brain or a spinal injury, and that's their primary diagnosis. We are able to admit them here, and we have so many different programs. You're right; we'll never be able to hit on all of those. Um, again, I would direct you to direct you to Instagram to see some of our cases mm-hmm. and to see our results. And 84% of our patients returned home; they're not returning to SNFs or wow. long-term care facilities. That's, That's incredible! Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that is amazing. No, I think with the challenges that you face, they have, how how large is the uh, facility itself? So we have 54 beds, and we're 65,000 square feet on 43 acres, about 35 minutes outside of Orlando. Mm-hmm. So we're centrally located, easy to get to, um, and it's a beautiful piece of property. That's fantastic. Well, we want to give you just a chance, if there's anything that uh, you'd like to add that we didn't cover uh, that could to, uh, could educate our listeners or help, help you guys individually, we just want to give you a, give you a minute to talk. We're just super thankful for the opportunity to to come on your podcast today and and not be Mount Dora's best kept secret. So right. thank you all, all right. for inviting us. No, we really really do want to get the word out. And if you have any uh, events and whatnot on Instagram, you know, connect with us and let us know. We'd like to continue to spread the word. And Tara, you know, in that in that same regard, you know, Dr. Mark and I run a large IPA. Independent Physician Association called Integrated Independent Physician Network. We have a thousand physicians in twelve counties, and we definitely need to get you as part of our ancillary network, so that uh, our docs know you're you're there, and we can uh, drive referrals your way. Absolutely, we we would love to connect on that. Thank you guys again mm-hmm. for the opportunity. Uh, thanks for being Enjoy here. Enjoy talking with us. to you today, Tara. Well, great stuff, Tara. How can our audience reach you? 
Um, you can reach me at newliferehab.com or connect directly with me on our Instagram page. Okay. Thank you. Audience questions and feedback make this show great. Share your questions for Dr. Mark or Larry at 407-701-7424 or email healthcarenow at orlandomedicalnews.com. We'll be right back. It's not really a long surgery. The recovery time was practically nothing. Pretty much a piece of cake. I look at my scar as my battle scar. You know, I won the battle. Went from death's door to I'm me again. I am enjoying life. I can count on tomorrow. Barostim is an option for heart failure patients with reduced ejection fraction. To learn more about the therapy and important safety information, please visit www.cvrx.com. Looking for affordable or professional video, differentiating your business from competitors, brand, improving online presence about me or professional videos. Sakatafilms.com, 407-860-3035. Mark Chayot, MD, practicing pediatric surgeon since 1997, working with Central Florida's premier hospital systems and outpatient surgery centers, providing unparalleled patient care and leveraging the latest in medical, technology, and education, accepting all major insurance. 407-228-4774 or visit orlandopediatricsurgery.com. Orlando Medical News, Central Florida's primary choice for professional healthcare news since 2005. Interested? Check out our website at orlandomedicalnews.com or give us a call at 407-701-7424. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Welcome to Healthcare Now. Welcome back to Healthcare Now and back to a great afternoon. We just finished two excellent interviews. Uh, we talked about outpatient radiology. We yep. talked about outpatient rehab and, I mean, re- really good information, really good information. Great information, but, you know, Dr. We, Mark. We had our first segment, and we kind of left that a little bit abruptly just to, to remind everybody we were talking about the new Alzheimer's medication right. and the, the outrage of what it's going to cost. Over the cost, right? Yep. And mm-hmm. so outrage over cost, big pharma, not new news. But this is a new drug, Larry. And yep. and yep. you hit me with a statistic a bit ago about yeah, you know, not new drugs. There was, a, there was data put out just recently that Medicare drug spending from 2013 to 2018 rose 26%, a trend that the MedPAC group attributed to increasing drug prices rather than an increase in the number of prescriptions filled by Medicare beneficiaries, Dr. Mark. I mean, that's... What does that say? I mean, it's incredible because really in the news, what we see time and time again is new drugs like this that come out that are ridiculously expensive. And particularly the uh, Part B uh, infusion drugs. And, 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 I mean, I keep coming back to this, but we look at these medications that are very important, uh, that are almost unobtainable in some cases, like, like yeah. the Alzheimer's drugs. Yeah. I think it's going to be unobtainable at its Who current cost. pay $56,000 a year what did, for a drug? What did you pay for your COVID vaccine? 
Nothing. A nothing. Okay. <laughs> so right. it can be done. Yes, it I mean, can. There can be a really, really capitalistic, happy medium between right. nothing and 56,000 a year, don't you think? Uh, of course. Well, yeah. and you indicated earlier that because of the administrative piece, that cost could go up to eighty, ninety thousand right, dollars right. a year. So, I mean, really, yeah. really the, the folks in Washington have to sit down, and they are. I mean, you know, Mr. Becerra had like a, a very, I, I said, a, well, a well-spoken discussion about this, and you could tell that he was genuinely concerned about yeah. the acts on the FDA without looking at that financial right. side. Well, and remember, Dr. Mark, mm-hmm. there was a lot of subsidies on that uh, that virus, and are they going to subsidize this Alzheimer's well, drug? Well, it, was saying, all, it was 100% subsidized. Uh, right. Yeah. And what I'm saying yeah. is, there, there's on the two ends, there, there were subsidies, but there were also companies that charged less than they would have. So there, there's the balance, and it doesn't... It doesn't all have to be from socialized medicine, the government paying for everything. It can be a, you know what, we're in it. I'm going to tell you, Larry, that, mm-hmm. that I have a lot of really brilliant physician friends yep. that could make a whole lot more money if they did something else. Of course. Okay? Of course. And they yep. are interested in delivering health care, and they know full well that they can make more money they doing took something the else. Right? That's right. So people That's talk right. about, now, I don't, I, I'm not one of these that say that health care is an absolute human right. But in the United States, with all of the freedoms that we have, access to great health care yep. should be something that isn't unobtainable. Exactly. You know? And so there's there's a happy medium between the arguments that we get well, on, on the far well, side. You know, in, in response to that, Dr. Mark, and I know you got many other comments, why do pharmaceutical companies have to make hundreds of billions of dollars a year in profit? No, exactly. No, that that's exactly the point. Yeah. That they are in healthcare. Yeah. If they if they need to make that kind of money, sell cars, sell yeah. batteries, yeah. sell something else, but but to, not at the expense of the American exactly. people because they're in they're the making they're system. making a product. I mean, it's basically if you had somebody that produced food, mm-hmm. right? But well, do you they make it too the expensive for most issue to, a couple of years yeah, ago. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, so there, yeah. and and everybody jumped all over that, and there were a few other drugs. Congress brought in the guy that ran the company. People people did time on some yeah. other drugs. I mean, it's it's definitely an issue that that is yeah. recognized, but I feel like it's fallen off the table, it and it represents a large amount of that four trillion dollars that we talk about every week. Well, you know what I was wondering when I saw some of this data, when the FDA approves a drug, who decides the cost of it? Is that just basically the pharma company? Hundred percent says this is it. No, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. They yeah, just they and, just and price that's, it. That's what's going to. That's what the FDA is going to. Re, their response, if they respond to Mr. Becerra, their response is going to be that hey, we look at safety and efficacy and claims data. We don't look at any of that stuff. That ain't right. our job. That's right. You know, and and that's the problem. There are that but there the are problem. agencies that that is very much their job. And yeah. the FDA needs to collaborate with these agencies yeah. before they just go and say, the yeah, let's run. The branch of CMS and yeah. even HHS, yeah. they need to be looking at these things. They do. And, and I, I'm hoping that that's the lesson that will be learned yeah. here and that this drug does come out, but not for that kind of money. I mean, and, and, you know, I think on the personal side, I've dealt with a dad with Alzheimer's right. and a mother-in-law with Alzheimer's for 11 years. Mm-hmm. And we know what the devastation is. And to bring a drug on with the FDA saying best breakthrough in 20 years and then say, oh, but you won't be able to buy it because it costs too it. much. That is an injustice to the American healthcare system. And economically speaking, John, to your point of who should pay for this, if it was paid for, I would argue 
that the the center of budgetary evaluation is going to come up and say we're going to save this much money on Alzheimer's care through because of CMS expenditures yeah. if we can take this many cases of Alzheimer's and make them not exist. And you, you know, know, Dr. Mark, I mean, that's, the, that's, that's, that's one of the, the public health research groups. And let me quote them: said that this is from the FDA one of the most irresponsible and egregious decisions in the history of the agency. Yep. And now, now it just seems so obvious, so it seems yeah. less impressive that we came up with it first. But, but, it, but <laughs> it's, still, right. it's very, very important. If, if you remember out. when we first introduced the disease of the week, which was Alzheimer's, mm-hmm. we talked about this new drug, right. and we talked about how ridiculous is no, that yeah, cost. We, did. We, we said it, was yeah. just, it yeah. just, couldn't, just couldn't happen that way. Right, right. Well, I think there's some politics in play here between the FDA and, uh, and Mr. Bearer. Oh, everybody's pointing fingers, John. No question. Yeah, no, and yeah, and that's, that's what right. I mean. That's what Capitol Hill is all about, and that's the game that they're going to have to play, and we'll have to see. Speaking of Capitol Hill, yep, U.S. Supreme Court decision, probably I don't know the biggest, biggest news, news of that of the week. week. Yeah, yeah. The, not yeah. this week, but last. Yeah, mm-hmm. so uh, the Supreme Court basically upheld the Affordable Care Act as it stands, right, with a seven to two vote, rejecting the claims by the challengers that there were, that there was a requirement. For all Americans to obtain health care insurance, which was unconstitutional. Exactly. And and just, you know, for clarity, I mean, that's that's what the Supreme Court does. They they don't rule on whether this is good or this is bad. They rule on whether this is constitutional or unconstitutional. Exactly. So just depending on the the weather, it can mm-hmm. it can kind of go in, in any direction because when this argument came up, the the supporters were like, Oh my God, this is brilliant. Yep. This can't yep. lose. Yep. It lost. But let's uh, let's get into some of the details, there, yeah, Dr. Mark. Absolutely. You know, the, the most current report shows that since this special enrollment period of February that Biden set up, there have been an additional 1.2 million people have signed up for the ACA. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. as of June 14th, there was a report showing that a million consumers that have health care coverage through the ACA pay less than $10 a month due to the advanced premium tax credits. Right, right. And and that's not going to it's not going to last. And the but. interesting part of that, two-thirds of those <laughs> were existing ACA members for prior year right. and one-third were new customers. Right. Right. And so it didn't to, to your point, it didn't bring in yeah. that many yeah. that many new folks and and our numbers are still mm-hmm. below the original numbers. Well, let me give yeah. you let me get, throw out a stat here and ask your opinion. Okay. If the average per capita expenditure in the US is around $11,000, and these people are paying $10 a month for health care, who's going to pay for it? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's it's kind of like who's going to go to work if you can exactly. make more with exactly. your unemployment check. Yeah. No, I mean, and and wh- when is that going to stop? So right now, who's happy? I mean, we're happy that people have health care coverage. Absolutely. Those people are happy they have health care coverage. The insurance companies are getting paid. They're not actually getting $10. They're getting right. paid for their plan. So right. these subsidies are coming from, from the government, which right. comes from the taxpayers, right. which isn't going to last. And, and, you know, we talk about all the time, uh, we, you know, we've gone through bit, uh, benefit designs with health plans right. and all. Why are we allowing people to sign up for health insurance that they can't afford, Dr. Mark? I, it's like it's like going out and taking out a home That's loan. like going has and that, buying a that car happened? I can't afford. Have we ever sold home loans that people couldn't afford? Yes, we, we have. did. Yes, exactly. we have. And look what happened. Yeah. So, I mean, this is this is another the bubble of 05 to 08. So, we, yep. we could be looking at a health care coverage bubble. Yep, exactly. Okay, we have, to, we have to date that today because this is another one set here first. I like I it. That, yeah. I like yeah. it, Dr. Mark. No, it's, it is. It's very yeah. concerning. And the only savior in this whole picture is, 
And when we look at what this does to our general economy and the value of the dollar, we are having a worldwide issue here today. No question. And if this was only happening in the United States, and then the dollar was a reflection, yeah. you know, against yeah. other currencies, it would be a bigger deal. Yeah. But this is something people get used to things like this. That's right. You know, and they and start it's unsustainable from a cost. It's unsustainable. Standpoint. That's right. But when That's people, right. when the politicians keep pushing forward and say, well, you know, we did it right over here. You remember what? Remember how great that was? Uh, yeah, and yeah. so, oh, I mean, yeah. I don't know yeah. that there'll be a lesson learned because I don't think it's going to well, be as uh, it's not going to be the Great Depression. It's not going to be yeah. this incredible, re- re- you know, well, if rising the, if the inflation feds and, but, and the taxpayers stop paying for it, guess what is going to happen? Oh, they're going to drop it all. Everybody's Unimpl- going to drop their coverage. Uninsured, yeah. yeah. going to go back up to fifty million people a year. No, I think that's. Yeah. I mean, that's not just a prediction. I mean, it's that's it, right. It can't happen any other way. And and the other thing, when we talk about why are we letting people buy health insurance they can't afford, the copay and the deductible sometimes is greater than their disposable income right. for the entire year. Right. Right. That's right. absurd, Dr. Yeah. Mark. No, I mean, and, and people, we're, we're going to talk about health care debt on a, on a we future, future show. We and I think, you know, we want to we want to give a couple of a couple of say, probably half the show just on that. And maybe we can yeah. bring in an expert to talk a little bit about the finances. Yep. But okay. it is it's it's a great concern. And, uh, you know, I like to end the show with a great concern yep. that keeps our listeners thinking and, yep. and maybe tuning into next week. John. Great well, Dr. Mark. Dr. Mark and Larry, it's time to dive into our July 4th festivities. I need to recognize our advertising partners. Our sponsor this week is Angela Mazza, D.O., and her Metabolic Center for Wellness, located in Oviedo, Florida. I want to thank my two co-hosts, Dr. Mark with Pediatric Surgery PA and Larry Jones with the Integrated Independent Physicians Network. Our advertising partners this week, Diana Cicado with Cicado Films, John Fogarty with Rx to Live ThoughtSwift, April and Mary Catherine with Counseling Resource Services, and myself, John Kelly, with the Orlando Medical News. Larry, any final holiday thoughts for our audience? Well, happy July 4th to everyone. Stay safe, don't get burned, and don't blow up your hand with a hand grenade. Amen. (laughs) Stay safe and uh, continue to become an informed healthcare consumer. It's one of the best ways to protect your family. See you next week, Dr. Mark. See you guys. You feel better now? We hope you do. Join us again next week for Healthcare Now. For a podcast of this program, go to theanswerorlando.com.